be able to talk to the Lord, and we sure are, sure are thankful for that. Um, just a, a couple of remind, reminders. You can go ahead and open your Bibles to Proverbs 23. While you're going there, a couple of reminders. You know, Sunday morning has a worship. It, it has a reverent feel to it, and, and that's on purpose, and we, and we don't want to lose that. It doesn't mean we don't laugh. It just means there's a specific effort to worship God. Sunday night, we want to be a, you know, we have the kids in here, family oriented, celebratory type of service. And I try to, you know, try to think of different ways that we can, uh, that we can kind of make that the focus. But I, I love Sunday night and, you know, Brother Fiavai's updates on whatever he's updating us on at the time. It's a, it's a blessing. And uh, I don't know that we'll ever put his new series in the prayer bulletin, but man, I'm just, man, I enjoy, I enjoy the time as a family. It's a, it's a blessing. And then Wednesday night, it, it matters. Wednesday, Wednesday night is not, is not a service. Yeah, we just, we just throw it away. If we're going to meet, we need to meet. Now, if we're going to meet, we need to meet. We need to be serious about it. And there is a focus on prayer. And so I, I hope that when you come, you come with, with an effort to want to not just interact and not just see each other and not just hear preaching, that, God, this is our prayer service. Help us to talk to you with earnestness. And, and always remember this. The purpose of praying is not to get done. We're, we're, not, we're not trying to see who can pray the longest. But the goal isn't to get done. The goal is to talk to God together as a family. And so it's a blessing to get to do that. All right, Proverbs chapter 23. Don't, don't stand yet. I've got to show you something. Y'all didn't know this, and you need to get right with God about it. Yesterday was National Cereal Day. <laughs> Cap'n Crunch, Cap'n, Cap'n, Cap'n Crunch. That's amazing. Thank you, Brother Dave. On my way home, I'm going to refinance my house and buy three gallons of milk. <laughs> and eat all of this tonight. I'm excited. Tonight's message is this, more dangers of delicious dainties. Ms. Jiang, I said delicious. For all of you that continue to give me a hard time about not being perfect, I hope you will just pray for me, but more dangers of delicious dainties. Let's stand and read the text before I say anything else. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 23, beginning, actually I want to start in verse 1 just as a reminder. We'll, we'll read down through verse number 8. And, and if you can keep this thought in your mind, we, we talked about this when we, when we first got into this chapter. It's been three or four weeks ago. But the idea is that things are not always what they seem to be, and when you, especially when you talk about riches. Like, man, I have that much money, I'm set. Eh, maybe not. And my main need in life is money. Maybe not. And tonight, we're talking about people that have money. And so when thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, 
and put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. And be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Labor not to be rich, cease from thine own wisdom. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. So in the first, the first three verses, it, we, we, and, and I'm not expecting you to remember all of this, but we talked about being controlled by appetites rather than an opportunity to minister to someone or to learn from someone. And you need to put a knife to your throat. You get so, you get so consumed with your appetite that you miss an opportunity to minister to people. In the next couple of verses, it talks about the focus of having versus the focus of, of what is eternal. And having stuff is not eternal. But using the stuff that you have does have eternal implication. And so it's about being a certain kind of person. Well, in verse number six, he's continuing along this theme. And it's about desiring people for what you can get from them versus desiring people that can help you be the right kind of person. Eat thou not, in verse 6, eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee. Get this. But his heart is not with thee. The morsel which thou hast eaten shalt thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words. More dangers from delicious dainties. You may be seated. Thanks so much for standing. And so I was, I was invited, I was invited to a, a birthday party for a child one time. And they were serving cereal. And because I'm shameless, they had little cereal and, and little paper bowls. And because I'm shameless, I'm like, hey, do you have milk? And, and all of the kids had gotten it. I didn't need any cake, by the way. And, and so I made sure. But I, I, just started, I just started killing that cereal. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, I need to be close to these people. <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I love cereal. Now, you can ask Andrea, when we first got married and then she would she'd go visit family or something like that, she, man, I'm going to be a good wife, I'm going, to take care of, I'm going to take care of my husband, and she'd make these meals, and like two or three days worth of meals, and then she'd come back and nothing was touched from them, and there'd be all these empty cereal boxes all over the place. It's like, what's wrong with you? So now she doesn't make me anything, she just goes buy cereal <laughs> and milk. I, not... I'm not advocating this as a healthy lifestyle. And before someone has an intervention, I didn't buy this, but someone bought it for me, and they have special rewards in heaven, and I am thankful, <laughs> thankful for that. But, it, but if I, man, if I go to somebody's house and, and, and I see this, I'm like, man, I want to be their friend. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And then you say, what's the way to our pastor's heart? You can start with cereal and whole milk. Don't give me this fake milk. I, I, don't, I don't want watered, I don't want watered down stuff. 1% just needs to be dumped into every sewer in America. Let it run back out to the ocean and become a part of our ecosystem somehow. I don't, I don't even know what that is. And 2%, I mean, that's just pretending. I'm, I'm really getting out of line here. 
whole milk. And those of you who are like, man, we can't, we, we just can't. I'm, I, I know God will give you grace to bear through those things. But whole milk and cereal, it's, it's amazing. I, I see that cereal and I'm like, man, I, wanna, I, want, someone, I want that guy to, to like me. Maybe he'll give me some of that cereal. Because just because someone has something good doesn't mean they are good. The, the fire festival, I don't know what it was. I was just looking up scams in history. I do not know what that was. But it promised this amazing week of camping, luxury camping sites, state-of-the-art facilities, and food amenities. A man named Billy McFarland defrauded investors out of $27 million to create the event. But the biggest scam happened during the event. The event promised this amazing camping experience on Pablo Escobar's island in the Bahamas. But with two months to go until the festival, the Bohemian government hadn't given McFarland permission to use the island. But McFarland continued to promote the event as being hosted on a private island, even giving patrons fake maps. In reality, the, the festival was being held at a development site somewhere else. But with only six weeks to build what should have taken a year, guests who paid up to 100000 per ticket arrived to basically what looked like FEMA tents, mattresses laying on the ground, and no infrastructure or running water. The event was actually canceled on the second day, and there were people who prepaid. There was no cash allowed. There were people who prepaid to put hundreds of thousand dollars on these bracelets, and they had no way to spend the money. You're like, this guy is promising, look at all of this stuff that I can do for you. Look at this good stuff that I have. But just because people, just because people have what looks like something that is so good, that looks like a delicious dainty, doesn't mean that they are good for you. The son, in the context of this, it seems as though he has been given an invitation to attend someone's house who is very well off. He has the opportunity to reach, to, excuse me, to eat at a rich man's house. And according to the oriental customs of the day, a guest would have been given the best that that house had to offer. And because this is a very rich house, the food is going to be delicious. Now, look, just thinking, I, okay, we do this too. Don't, I'm, I'm not making fun. But you know when you're, you're, you tell your kids, hey, you can pick out cereal and you can get the authentic Cap'n Crunch, or you can get the great value. Now, sometimes the off-brand is better than the name brand, and, and nobody needs to feel bad if you get the, na- get the off-brand, because we're uh, goodwill, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, that's not the point. But you go to the rich man's house, there's no off-brand. No, it's name brand everything. It's the, it's the very best. And you're looking at that and you're thinking, this, this is delicious. This is amazing. And then you sit down and the, these delicious things are set before you. And you can't remember the last time that you had a meal that was this amazing. But notice how the text describes him in verse number 6. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, 
he, he says to you, hey, eat, drink, enjoy yourself. You have as much as you want. But then it says this, his heart, his heart is, is really not with you. He's evil, meaning this, that he's not concerned about your welfare. He's concerned only about his greed. And he's going through the motions of doing something because it's the expectation. But he doesn't, he doesn't really want your good. And if given the opportunity, he is going to look to take advantage of you. And what you thought, according to the text, what you thought was something that is so good and is so amazing. And apparently, man, th- th- this person just loves me because they're giving me all of these delicious dainties. It's going to turn to bitterness in your life. And it's not going to be for your good. It's going to be for your harm. Now, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be amazing if there were examples in the Bible, of people that this ha- happened to. Look, and I, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be inappropriate, and I'll be careful about this. But when I think about wasted potential, the number one name that comes to my mind over and over again is Samson. No, no, it starts off. Father, get her for me because she pleaseth me, and then he, and then he finds himself with Delilah, and, and oh, this is going to be this is so this is going to be so good for me, and and she gave him access to herself, and 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 she did things that would gratify him and that would please him, and sure they felt good in the moment, but then when his eyes are being burned out and dug out. And those, uh, what used to have eyes that could see clearly for the purpose of using his strength are, th- are then just these empty sockets that with bloody scarred tissue. And he's tasting the bitterness of the fruit that he has chosen to eat of. Eat of. He understood, just, be, just because I'm presented with this idea of something that can be delicious, something that can be appealing to my flesh, it doesn't mean that the people present it, presenting it to me want good for me. And so here's the idea. And, just, and I'll give you a, th- a few thoughts about it. Desire godly people more than what seems to be delicious. Desire godly people more than what seems to be delicious. Okay, so what are we talking about here? Number one, God is not stingy with his goodness. God doesn't have an evil eye. He says, come eat at my table and you'll be satisfied. Just consider these thoughts. He saves anyone that believes. Whosoever will may come. He forgives any sin that we sincerely confess to him. I love 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from, what's the word? Oh, say it. No, we don't, we don't always like that when it refers to somebody else. But man, we sure are thankful for it when it refers to us. No, I'm not saying it erases every consequence. I'm not saying that you don't have to work through certain circumstances and challenges and restoration processes. But I'm saying before God, his grace, his forgiveness is unending. It is without limit. He uses anyone that is willing. 
Man, you can be name brand, you can be off brand. You can be Macy's, you can be Goodwill, but God will use anyone that's willing to put themselves in his hands. His grace is sufficient for every need. His mercies are new every morning. His faithfulness is great. It riseth up to the clouds. He supplies all our need according to his riches and glory. He is the perfect father who knows how to do good for his children. He is the incredibly, inexhaustible, generous God. Let me just read some verses that they don't, they don't use the word generous, but they speak to the depths of his generosity towards his people. Our God is not a stingy God. Isaiah 55, ho everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat, yea, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Psalm 34, 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 8, 32, he that, oh, this is amazing. We get so worked up about the challenges we face in our life and, and we forget that if God was willing to save us, if he did that, he's not going to be stingy about everything else. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Ephesians 3.19, he that spared not his own son. Excuse me, I already read that. Put the wrong verse there. 1 John 1, nine. if we confess our own sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God's giving to us is abundant over and over and over and over. God is such a generous God. This world is filled with people that will take advantage of you, that will do for you but despise you in doing it. But God does for us over and over and over again. When you consider the fact that there are people who will use good, good deeds or good things in order to cover up evil motives and evil intentions, can we just rejoice for a moment that there is a God that we can always trust? His motive is his glory and our welfare. And no matter what we find ourselves going through, he is going to be generous even in the most difficult of circumstances. Number two, surround yourself with people who have divine character. Listen, it is, there are godly rich people and there are godless poor people. I get that. But the norm is to seek the influence and the approval of people who can do for us. And contrasting it with the previous passage, rather than pursuing people who can help us be. Does that make sense? Let me show you. Verse 4, labor not to be rich, cease from mine own wisdom. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not for riches, certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. In those, in those two verses, he's talking about be in pursuit of being. 
not of having. In the process of being, God is going to let different people have at different levels. We talked about that, tried to talk about it thoroughly. The Bible says much about God makes some rich and he makes others poor. And you can work as hard as someone who's rich. You can be faithful and have different means. And God is going to put different people in your life to help you have what you need when you need it. But so many times we get our lives, we get our focus upon having stuff. And so we pursue we pursue relationships for the purpose of having, not for the purpose of being. Surround yourself with people of divine character. In a world, in a culture, young people get this, in a culture that is constantly trying to use one another, in a dog-eat-dog world, in an environment that's just trying to use everybody else as a stepping stone, surround yourself with people who will help you be godly. You, you start thinking about romance, you start thinking about, and, and as you work with your parents, about those things, you start thinking about all these different elements of what you want in a spouse and, and of what you hope to have. You better, your, your first priority ought to be someone that loves God. And, it, and, and if someone loves God, it's going to manifest itself in the way they treat their parents, in the way they submit to authority, in the way they're involved in church. And don't you ever approach romance with this idea that you're going to convert someone. No, you be a friend and you convert someone that way, but don't you dare give your heart to someone that doesn't have the same heart for God that you ought to have. And moms and dads, don't you settle. No, don't, don't you lower those expectations. We have a world that with romance thrives on having delicious dainties instead of godliness. But you know what? You know what sugar, you, and, and I'm not trying to be weird, but this is not a healthy diet. And I am thankful that God can give both godliness and beauty in the same person. But your priority better be godliness. Talk about the, you know, at work, here at church. You know, what the pro- you know what the problem with, or the challenge with surrounding myself with the right people is? They're not always going to tell me what I want to hear. Man, I just, I, just, I just want delicious dainties. Just give me some cereal. I don't want any broccoli. What, 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 what you doing with these vegetables? What you doing with this meat? Are you telling me I need to work on that? No, no. Surround yourself with people that are going to help you follow Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean it's always going, it's always going to feel good, but you need people that aren't just going to go around. Do, do you see it? I mean, please, please, I hope you can see this. Look at verse number seven. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Young people, you need to get this. There, you, have, you have buddies at school, or you can even have friends in your neighborhood or at church. Young ladies, you can have the same kind of relationships where they're encouraging you just to get what you want and have what you want, and your parents don't care about you. And you know what they're doing? They're patting you on the back saying, eat and drink. This is really good. But their heart isn't really with you. And just like the prodigal son who took his parents' money and then ran, as soon as the money was gone... As soon as the sweetness was gone, they didn't want anything to do with him. You need to look for friends that love God like you're supposed to love God. And one of the greatest, one, one of the greatest decisions 
that God has helped me to make, my, make in my life is to have friends that love God like I want to love God. And that's not an occupation. It's men and women that love God. Like, I want that influence in my life. I want it from other pulpits. I want it from our own pews. I want men and women in my life that love God the way that I need to love God. Number three, we're almost done. Be to others what God is to you. Look, don't ever use God's blessing in your life for impure motives. Be careful about it. Hey, can, can I, I, I'm just, look, we don't talk often about offerings. I, I'm not talking about what you give right now. I'm talking about how you give. Man, giving ought to be a good time for a child of God. No, I'm not saying it's not a scary time. How many of you have ever been scared when you gave an offering? How many, how many of you have ever walked down here and been like, oh, Lord, I need your help right now? You ever been there? No, I'm, I'm serious. You ever been there? You ever been like, man, God, is, is there a way I can just change this out right now? Like, like Jaron, I told y'all about this. Jaron came down here one time, and, and he, like, put one thing in and picked up another thing. And Brother Max and Brother Nate are sitting right here, and they are both giving him the stink eye. And he's just like, hey. And I'm ready to throw a songbook at his head. And he just finally drops it in the offering plate and struts back. He wasn't strutting the whole night, but he did strut back to his seat. <laughs> Good grief. And it just, man, if, 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 if we're going to, if we're going to give, let's be generous in it. Hey, here, here's what else I'm talking about. Let's invest, let's invest in people because God loves them, not for what we can get out of them. You know, I, I love this idea that, that different people are going to bring different dynamics to West Valley Baptist Church. And, and some are going to bring obviously more, and some might bring what we think is obviously less, but they all matter to God because he died the same way for all of them. And so it's not, it's not our job, and God forbid that we should ever sit here and say, well, I'm putting you in this category because of what you have, and I'm going to put you. Man, I saw what they drive. We need to shake their hand for sure. No, 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 no. That can be a deceitful meat. No, 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 no. No, I believe this. God's going to give us who we need and what we need and when we need and all of that. But we're not turning this into some kind of twisted evaluation where we try to view, it, view these tangible things and determine people's value to this church. People have value because Jesus died for them. And how he uses them and what he does with them is his business. It's our responsibility to love people. You're right. We love people across the spectrum because Jesus loves people across the spectrum. People's value to God isn't determined by what their 401k says or what their debt ratio says. Their value to God is determined by the value that he placed on them. And we need to invest without partiality. So be generous. Just love people and invest in them. Because you can. Because Jesus would want you to. Don't desire the dainties. Desire the divine. Both, both, to be surrounded by people with that character 
and to be that kind of people to the ones that God has given you to influence in your life. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. You know, in, in some ways, sometimes I, I have to wrestle with this as a, as a preacher. Sometimes I think I'm, I'm pretty confident about how God might have spoken. Can I just be honest with you tonight? I'm not even just wrestling with that. I'm not sure how God would use it. I believe it's his word. Preach it, try to be a help. But I'm going to trust that God knows what we need to hear and that he can use this to be a help in your life. And so I'm not, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand tonight. I am going to ask you to do what we try to do every time we hear the word of God. If God has spoken your heart, then you respond to him. So let's all stand together. Father, thank you for the time. Thank you for the fellowship of your word and your spirit. Lord, would you please, would you please help us to be responsive to you? I don't know how... I don't know who needed this. Lord, we all, we all need your truth. I don't know how you would work in people's hearts through this, but please use it either to encourage, to reinforce, to convict, to help, whatever is necessary. Father, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. While Brother Nate sings, you respond to the Lord.